If you have your Bibles, would you stand with me as we read Luke chapter number 1 this morning. Luke chapter number 1, starting in verse number 26. Luke chapter number 1, starting in verse 26. And the title of this morning's message is, A Christmas Carol. Luke 1, 26 says this, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of, to, to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And she came to her and says, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. And, and his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age ha has also conceived a son and is in the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Can I get an amen on that? And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now that we would have this very same spirit that Mary had, that nothing will be impossible for the Lord our God, and we will simply receive the word that is sent to us today about what you're speaking about. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, Amen. You may be seated this morning. Now, we did just watch a video clip from the Christmas Carol, and I want to make a, a quick reference right now, and I want to make sure I am very clear on this point. I am not referencing the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, to any of the ghost Christmas past, present, or future in that video. Can I get an amen? amen. I'm not comparing them. I'm not making an analogy to them. I'm not going to say, hey, there's a similarity because they're not. That's a cartoon. That's a fictional story. We serve the living God who wrote the word of truth, who gave it to us in the written scriptures. Can I get an amen? And so I want to make that very clear before we start out this, this sermon series this morning. And as we jump into this morning's message, I love this movie, though. I love the movie A Christmas Carol because it starts out and it's the story of a man who's bitter, who's cold, whose life has gone in a bad direction. And he's sought after all the things that would bring him happiness and he didn't get any of it, but he created great wealth and the wealth didn't bring him happiness. Can I get a reference to generosity series? Amen. And in all of this... In all the stuff he sought, he was not brought happiness through the things that he sought. But I love it. By the time the movie begins and by the time you just saw the end of the movie, something happens. And it's called a complete transformation. A complete transformation took place in his life. And as this transformation took place in his life, it happens because the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future show up. But transformation did not occur in Ebenezer Scrooge's life. Until he was shown what he could become. And in this story, it was a funeral plot with a grave. Transformation didn't happen in his life until he was shown what he could become. What I love about the Holy Spirit, though, is when he shows up, transformation always occurs. And he shows you not just what you can become, but he will lead you in how to become all that God has called you to become. Amen? And so when the Holy Spirit of God shows up, remember this phrase. I'll say it over and over again. 
Transformation always occurs. Everybody say transformation. When the Holy Spirit of God shows up, transformation always occurs throughout the scripture. And as this whole thing unfolds, the Holy Spirit will reveal to your life what you can become. Now in the movie, we saw a spirit show up or the ghost of Christmas future show up. And it showed Ebenezer what he could become through fear and death. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God shows up, and He shows you all that you can become through faith and life. Can I get an amen? And so I've seen a lot of preaching, and I've heard a lot of tactics throughout my life of preachers getting people to the kingdom of heaven, supposedly, by fear and scare tactics. If you don't receive Christ today, you could leave this building and die and go straight to hell. I didn't hear Jesus ever say that. I always saw Jesus bring transformation through faith and life. And he always said this, the thief may come to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus said, I am come that you would have life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Can I get an amen? amen. And so in this series that we're going to do, we want to promote the spirit of God bringing transformation through faith and life. And that's faith in his one and only son, Jesus Christ, and life through the power of the Holy Spirit that is given by God the Father Almighty, that is a transformational purpose in your life, that when the Holy Spirit shows up, transformation always occurs. And he does it through faith and life, and he does it to show you not what you could be, but he will lead you into all that you are called to become. Amen. Some of y'all could go home happy right now, because you realize the gospel is about faith and life, not death and avoiding hell. Amen. Listen, heaven is just a byproduct of the salvation we receive. Some of us were raised in churches that we were taught the, the hell message. But I'm here to tell you today that there's a greater message, and it's called life and the heavenly message. Amen? And the life and the heavenly message that God has for us comes through his one and only son, Jesus Christ. And so I want to reference this again. When the Holy Spirit shows up, transformation always occurs. Luke 1, verses 34 and 35 says this, And the angel said to Mary, How will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit. Come on, that's good stuff. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High God will overshadow you. And therefore the child to be born will be called Holy Son of God. And when the Spirit of God came upon her and the power of the Most High overshadowed her, can I tell you this, Mary was never the same. Her life was completely different. Well, I don't want to just use one account because that's bad theology if you just want to count, use one account. And so if transformation always occurs when the Holy Spirit shows up, let's use the greatest example ever. And that's in Matthew chapter number 3. And it's not at the outpouring of Pentecost. We'll get that, to that in a minute. But if Jesus Christ, the one who is called the Son of God, holy unto the Lord, what happens in his life when the Holy Spirit shows up? And this jumps into Matthew chapter 3. Verses 11, we'll start off with, and then jump to 13 and go through 17. And John the Baptist is preaching here, or speaking here, and says, I will baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I. Can I get an amen? amen. Whose sandals I am not worthy to carry, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, Holy Spirit. And with fire. Everybody say, fire. fire. <laughs> See, God says when the Holy Spirit shows up, transformation always occurs. But we hadn't got there yet. Verse 13 says, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. But John prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you and you come to me. Jesus answered him, let it be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented 
And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens opened up. And the heavens opened up to him, and he saw the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased with. Jesus never did a miracle until the Holy Spirit came on his life. And can I tell you, Jesus was never the same. Jesus was never the same when the Holy Spirit came upon him in the River Jordan. Because from that point on, he walked into ministry. He began to change lives. He began to raise the dead, not kill people. Can I get an amen? We serve a God who wants to bring faith and life, not fear and death. Jesus never went out healing people through scare tactics. Can I get an amen? Jesus never went out setting people free through scare tactics. Jesus never went out saying, demons, go get that person so they'll get scared to run into the kingdom of heaven. He always brought a message of faith and life. And when the Holy Spirit came upon him, he was never the same. And let's read Acts chapter 2, 1 through 6. And it says, when the day of Pentecost had arrived. Some of you, it's your day of Pentecost today. The Holy Spirit wants to come upon you. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, transformation will happen. And when the Holy Spirit comes, transformation always occurs. It is, should be a desire of our hearts as believers to be constantly transformed. And when the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven like the sound of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire. Again, there's the fire came and appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Can I get an amen? amen. And now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. Now, I, I want to I do some studying on this. Because when I began to study this out, I kind of have always missed that verse. Because you hear the big thing about the tongues and then you just skip the next verse. But it says, now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews because they had all come for this feast. Devout men from every nation under heaven. So the Jews had been scattered to every nation under heaven. And they had come back to see what was about to happen. So this wasn't a new revelation to them. The Gentiles saw it, and that was the 3,000. But there were devout men from every nation of the Jewish race that came. And so they knew what was happening. This wasn't weird to them. And at the sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them Speak in his own language. And can I say, when the Holy Spirit comes, transformation always occurs. And the world has never been the same. Can I tell you, today is your day of transformation. And it's the cry of my heart that you leave here different. And you will never be the same. So let's jump into the message this morning. Everybody say visitation. visitation. Say explanation. Then transformation. That's how the Holy Spirit works. He comes into a visitation, then he gives you an explanation, and you have a transformation. And God, so, so many of us, we've missed part of this. We always think we get a visitation, and then there's a transformation, and we got to do all this weird stuff in the middle. But if you'll just stop, the Holy Spirit will give you an explanation. And we must get explanation from the Holy Spirit. See, Paul or Peter even got the explanation. It happened... In the upper room, he came down and saw, everybody says, you all know what just happened. You all know. And he gave the explanation, 3,000 got born again, and there was a transformation. But if somehow we like to skip in the church the explanation part. 
I'm big on explanation in TWBC, and I want you to be fully informed. As each one of us, or as, as the ghost showed up in Ebenezer Scrooge's life, each one of the ghosts gave him an explanation. They brought him and said, hey, I'm about to show you things of the past, or things of the present, or things to come. The Holy Spirit of God is way better than any ghost in a movie. Can I get an amen? He wants to explain things to new. God gives us an explanation. And I, lo I so love this account of Mary. This is my favorite part of the whole Christmas story. And it says, and Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? How will this be for I am a virgin in here? Let me go back because I skipped visitation. I just went straight to explanation. One of the most famous lines in a Christmas carol is, tonight you will be visited by three ghosts. And Jesus also said something to the church, the body of Christ. Jesus said this to the church, the body of Christ. He said, you will have the Holy Spirit come upon you. I want you to read with me in John chapter 16 so you know that I'm not making this up. John chapter 16, verse number 7. This is the, the John 14, 15, and 16 are my three favorite chapters in John. Because he starts out and he's, he's with his disciples at the Last Supper. In 14 he says, listen, you're freaking out right now. But don't. Because I'm giving you the comforter, the spirit of peace to come upon your life. That's in John 14. But in John 16, he says this in verse number 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage, if I say advantage, that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now because their hearts were grieving. When the spirit of truth, everybody say truth. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the Holy Spirit is going to lead you into everything about Jesus. So when the Holy Spirit starts leading you into things about Jesus, you bear witness with it and you go with it. If it's leading you away from Jesus, it's not the Holy Spirit. It's a hindering spirit. And so he says, when the Holy Spirit comes, when the spirit of truth comes, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. For he will not even speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you things that are to come. Can I get an amen on that? He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Woo. Church, y'all ought to be jumping up and down, doing a happy dance. That means all the information and knowledge that Jesus knows about the Father and about the kingdom and about all the plans God has. He says this. For he will glorify me, for he will take what is mine, my knowledge, everything that I know, and he's going to tell you all about it. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Oh, come on now. So when the Holy Spirit comes, transformation always occurs, but if he's going to come, there's got to be something called a visitation. Everybody say visitation. When the Holy Spirit comes, there's a visitation. The first thing you got to realize from those verses is the visitation is advantageous for you. Amen? How many of y'all like always having an advantage? Amen? Wouldn't you know, like to know if you knew what tomorrow was going to happen in the morning so you could be prepared for it? You knew your kids were going to wake up uh, not with a runny nose but healed and made whole. Amen? So you could sleep in an extra 10 minutes. Come on. You, you knew you, you were driving to work and accident was going to happen and you could automatically take the detour. The Holy Spirit's coming and visiting your life. It's an advantage for you. It is an advantage for your life. And we as the body of Christ, 
we must begin to grab hold that if I'm going to walk with the favor and the power and I'm going to do the amazing things that Jesus destined me to do, I need to have an advantage over what the world sees. Amen? And so the Holy Spirit coming in a visitation to you is advantageous for you. And it says he will lead you and guide you and guide us into all truth. How many of y'all have ever just wondered, I wish I could figure out what this Bible verse meant? (laughs) Right? Am I the only one? (laughs) The Holy Spirit is here to lead us and to guide us into all truth. Clay, can I use you for an example just a second? Come on up here with me. It said he's going to lead us and guide us into all truth. Now, Clay, if truth is right over there in front of my podium, and you're standing here, just stand right here, right here by me, the Holy, get ready, because I'm going to push you, just I don't want you, all right? I didn't just want to bust him. He was like, what in the world? It says he's going to lead us and guide us. Most of us think the Holy Spirit does this. Go find truth, go find truth, go find truth. Is that what that says? And many of us look at the Holy Spirit like that, and when we get a visitation from God, we think God's trying to push us into something. When it, in fact, Clay, come here. Clay's my boy. We do CrossFit together. That's why I called on him. The Holy Spirit says this. Hey, Clay, let me, let, walk with me. Let me show you something. Let me tell you something about Jesus. He's the son of God. He's the bright morning star. I want to lead you to the truth and the light. Just like this tree's lit up. I want to show you amazing things to come. Y'all give Clay a hand clap as he's being seated this morning. Do, do you see the difference? A lot of us attribute the, 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 the attributes of the demonic side to the Holy Spirit just because we don't understand him. When I said in the beginning he comes in a visitation, he wants to give you an explanation that will lead you to a transformation. Amen? And so he wants to come. He wants to talk with you. He wants to lead us and to guide us in all truth. And he will lead you into all that you can become. Come on now. I don't know about you, I love where TWBC's at, but we're nowhere close to all that we can become. Can I get an amen? I don't know about you, I love where I'm at spiritually, but I'm nowhere close to all I can become. So I'm asking for another visitation from the Holy Spirit that he'll give me an explanation so I know what's coming and he'll lead me into a transformation so I'm never the same. Can I get an amen on that? And the heart of God is to bring us into transformation, but it's not going to happen without a visitation from the Spirit of God. Everybody say explanation. And when the three ghosts showed up to Ebenezer Scrooge, they each gave him an explanation about what was going to happen. I'm going to show you your past. I'm going to show you the present. I'm going to show you the future. And I love about God. He just said, I will show you things to come. I'm going to show you amazing things to come. Read with me out of Luke chapter number 1, verse 34 through 37. And this is my favorite part of the, the Christmas story. It's with Mary because... Oh, if we would just receive from God like Mary did. Do do you realize that this 14, 15, 16-year-old virgin girl, some of you are thinking, she was that young? Yeah, probably couldn't even be closer to 12. And the angel of God shows up at her place. And look how she responds. No wonder she was highly favored by God. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her with an explanation. The angel answered her with an explanation. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. 
Therefore, the child to be, called, to be born will be called holy, the son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son and is in her sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing, everybody say nothing, will be impossible with God. See, her response dictated everything. When the angel showed up, she could have freaked out. See, a lot of us, when God shows up, some of us freak out and we run off. And we're like, oh, no, this is, this is just different than I've ever seen in church or in my private life or wherever. This, surely this can't be God because the church has it all figured out. <laughs> Come on now. You, you know I'm right. Hey, if we're going to reach 2015, we need an a, a, a infilling of the Spirit for the year that we're in, in the year 2015. Amen? We need a fresh outpouring of God on the church that breathes faith and life, not fear and death. We need a fresh breath from the Holy Spirit of God to watch God do something in today's form and age that, that, we, that, that we desperately need. And we got to believe this, for nothing will be impossible with God. See, Mary had three things happen to her when the angel was given the explanation. He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. He's going to come and abide with you. Jesus said it as well. He said, it's better that I go. It's your, to your advantage that I go so I can send the Holy Spirit to come. Jesus said the same thing that the angel was saying to Mary. Do you see how many times God's trying to get the Holy Spirit, his very spirit of God, into the earth? Over and over again. So Mary says, she, the angel, she's, she's getting the explanation from the angel, and the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. If you want a transformation, you got to let the Holy Spirit have a little bit of space in your life. Amen? you got to let the Holy Spirit come into your life in a little bit different way. You must let him come upon you. Come let him rest on you. And don't think of it like this. Some of y'all are just thinking of all the crazy stuff you've seen on YouTube. And you hadn't watched anything else. You know the craziest stuff on YouTube gets the most hits? Not the reality stuff, the crazy stuff. Right? And you're thinking of this crazy stuff you've seen on YouTube. When the Bible says Jesus came up out of the water and the Spirit of God lighted on him, some versions say. Or came to rest upon him as a dove. Now, our concept of the Spirit of God and a visitation from the Spirit must change. Because when I see how the Spirit of God worked in the Bible, it's not always according to the YouTube videos that I've seen. And so we must open our heart to say, Holy Spirit, come upon me. How many of y'all have ever in your life, at any point in your life, have had a bad relationship with a boyfriend or a girlfriend or anything in your life? Everybody raise your hand. You've all had them. <laughs> you've all had them. I know you've had issues in your life. I've had bad issues in my life. But oh, how grateful I am that I opened up my life for another relationship to come in. And God could bring me something way better than I ever dreamed, imagined, or could desire in my life. And just because you've seen one bad issue on YouTube and something out there, why are you limiting the Holy Spirit to YouTube? When he says, if you'll open your heart up again... I'll come in with a visitation, and I'll give you an explanation. I'll even heal that past hurt in your life. And so my visitation will give you an explanation that will bring healing, that will bring you to a transformation. 
And so the first thing we've got to open our hearts to do this Christmas season, if we're the first week of Advent, and this is a time of expectant preparation for the soon and coming king, and he already came the first time, but praise God, I'm believing he's still coming a second time, amen? We must begin to have a heart of Advent that says, I'm opening my heart for the expectant coming and preparation for the Messiah, and I'm opening up my heart, Holy Spirit, so I can do and be all that you've called me to be, so come upon my life. And I wish y'all would just see a flame above my head right now. That'd be awesome. Just so it proved that it's real. But you know, God wants to prove that it's real and more than you seeing a fire on my head. He wants to put a fire in your heart. He wants to change your life. He wants to say, come, Holy Spirit. And it said he's going to overshadow you. And I love this part. Overshadow means, I, I love it, when he's so much greater, he's going to come on and he's going to shadow over us. He's going to rest over us. Where I'm not visible anymore, but all the world can see is him. Oh, come on. Oh, when he overshadows me. See, he doesn't just want to come to me. He wants to come up on me. He wants to overshadow me. And in his shadow, it's just like Psalm 91 says. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are saved. And it says, he will cover us with his feathers, and under his wings we'll find refuge. Come on now. He wants to come up on and just overshadow. That overshadowing is a great protection. Not just a great consummation. And he wants to come upon, he wants to overshadow. Because when he comes upon you and he overshadows you, it's to birth something in you. Amen. Now come on, God says some of you need to get, get, get happy because I got new life coming to you. I got new life coming to you. Some of you have been so distraught by catastrophic things and tragic circumstances that have happened in your life because you feel you lost a, a loved one before their time because you think something wasn't fair or an injustice was done to you. Hey, all that is fine, and all that may be true, but if you'll let the Holy Spirit come upon you, if you'll let him overshadow you, he wants to birth something in you, and whatever he births in you, it doesn't just change the world, it changes you. Now, come on. When Mary said, so let it be, <laughs> because she knew. If the Holy Spirit's coming on me, and he's going to overshadow me, he's going to birth something in me that's not just going to change the world, it's going to change me. And you know, it's time for us to receive transformation. And your first heal, uh, part of transformation may be healing hurts. It may be getting forgiveness, and it may be going and forgiving somebody. But oh, don't live through another Christmas season. A time of Advent, Advent of expectant preparation. Without receiving transformation. Because it's not just a season of joy and a season of giving. It's a season of faith and a season of life. That the church must fully embrace. Everybody say visitation. Say explanation. Now say transformation. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and he will overshadow you. And when he overshadows you, he's going to birth something in you. What he births in you transforms you. And what it transforms you in is the, the transformation that 2 Corinthians 5.17 talks about. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. It says, therefore. Everybody say, therefore. therefore. It says, therefore, because it's telling you what it's there for. Okay? Go back and read the prior scripture. Therefore is not just a term. It's telling you why it's therefore. Okay? Therefore tells you what it's there for. Therefore, if anyone. Say anyone. Hey, that, that's anyone. Hey, I'm an anyone. Come on. <laughs> I love it. And I'm a whosoever. Whosoever believes. I'm a believer. Amen. I'm an anyone and I'm a whosoever. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. 
Now, this word new creation, everybody say new creation. Because if you're having a transformation, and it's not about just changing the world, it's about changing, changing you, that means transformation means you become a new creation. That term new creation is talking about a metamorphic transformation. I know those are two big words. It's a metamorphic transformation. That word new creation in the Greek is translated out metamorpho or metamorpho, however you want to say it. That's where we get our term metamorphosis, where you have a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. That's transformation. And that's the transformation the Bible's talking about. He said if anyone be in Christ, they become a new transformation. You are transformed into something different. So when you have a, a, a visitation and you get an explanation, the what births inside of you is for a transformation. And your transformation is a metamorphic transformation where you never go back to the way you used to be. Can I get an amen? amen. The part I love about the movie The Christmas Carol the most is at the end because I don't believe he lived the rest of his life in misery after that Christmas day. I believe it was a metamorphic transformation in his life. I believe God wants to do a metamorphic transformation in your life. And listen, there's a reason butterflies don't crawl. Come on. It's because they got wings and now they cannot just fly, but they can soar. Come on, give me an amen on that. But I see so many Christians with brand new wings and great transformation crawling around like a caterpillar. And it was never called a caterfly. <laughs> Come on. It was a caterpillar that was meant to crawl and go into a cocoon-like state. Where within that cocoon-like state, something came upon them, it overshadowed them, it burst something in them, and they changed into a transformed creature. So when it broke out, they were no longer craw crawling, they were flying. Amen? See, some of us, God is trying to birth new wings on you. He's trying to get you to fly to another level. He's trying to get you to soar into your destiny. Not just show you what you can become. The Holy Spirit is to lead you in all that you can become, and he leads you into it himself. He doesn't just want to show you. He wants to lead you into it. God is sprouting new wings on some of you. Some of you have came to this church in the past month, and you've absolutely fallen in love with it. You feel like you've got new wings. Good. Quit crawling and start spreading them babies, and let us help you fly. Can I get an amen? See, the whole purpose of Christ is transformation. From who I used to be to what he's calling me to be. And I may not be there yet, but I'm dang sure on my way. Right. Transformation is not just possible. He wants it. He desires it. He wants to birth it in you. This morning, I need you to open up your heart just a little bit different. Just a little bit different. Because the Holy Spirit wants to come upon you. And he wants to give you a visitation that he can begin to give you an explanation that leads you to a transformation. And the Holy Spirit, I love this. He's no respecter of age. He's no respecter of gender. He's no respecter of color. He is a respecter of faith and openness that says if you are open and willing the Holy Spirit will come upon you and he will overshadow you and that's to birth something in you so that it can transform you. Amen. 
I need transformation. I need to get new wings. It's time for TWBC to fly higher than we've ever flown. Go farther than we've ever gone. And to see the Spirit of God rest on this church like we've never experienced it before. But we got to have a visitation. And he'll give us an explanation. And he'll bring us into transformation.